Hello, good evening, and welcome to uh, another live edition of the Cantina Mekis podcast. Glad you're joining with us. Uh, glad you're with us this evening. My name is John Jagu. It's uh, halftime right now between uh, Chivas and Atlas, so we thought this would be a good time for us to uh, jump into this podcast. I was hoping that we were uh, going to come on a little earlier, but uh, due to circumstances beyond our control, it was uh, not able to happen until... Uh, about an hour later, but we do apologize for that, but we're glad that you're with us this evening. We do have, a, again, a, a distinguished panel of guests. I have a lot to get to with games yesterday, games today, games this weekend, uh, lists that are probably going to have to start coming out. A lot of things to talk about, so uh, let's jump right in to our panel of guests we have with us over in Kyle, Texas. We have Albert El Chiquis Campa. Albert, how are you? Hey, what's up? Doing good, everybody. So, 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 so you're officially a neutral as I, as am I. So as a neutral, how do you approach the Ligia when you don't really have anybody to pull for? Who, who, did you pull for one team? You just, or just, I mean, how do you do it? It's circumstances and, uh, the next level, you know, I niveles, they're the next level of Gato. So Tigres is, is who I'm hoping. So, uh, so, so Tigres is your gallo. That's your, that's your horse. Not just with semi, with my heart, but also with my, with my mind. So I think that, like you guys have been talking, the momentum that they've had coming in is, as shown yesterday. Oh, yeah. And, and how. We'll talk about that uh, here in a minute. Uh, but let's uh, keep going down the list. Also in California, actually, this is, once again, uh, we have a, a, an even split between Cali's and, 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 and Tejanos, so that, that, that's good for us tonight. But over in California, we have uh, in Escondido, Daniel Preciado. Daniel, just want to make sure you're doing okay. You know, we were debating yeah. calling you last night. It was, uh, it was, it was pretty rough for your, for your Santos, uh, not, uh, not, not expected at all. Not expected. Well, actually, you know what? Um, I'm not totally surprised. Um, I thought the first leg was going to be the tougher of the two. And uh, just with the two, that last game cost us pretty heavily. Right. Uh, losing Giannini, I mean, arguably the best player of the year so um, for, for the team. Losing, and, uh, losing the, the engine. Playmaker. The playmaker, losing, yeah. Yeah, losing the engine, Gael Sandoval. You know, and, and his red two card was, uh, I didn't see Giannini's, but, but Gael's red card I mean, it was. I mean, he was not maliciously trying to. You know, to me, a red card is when you're going in and and you're not going for the ball. You're going for the news leg. Yeah, and he was pretty upset about it. You can see that. Yeah. You know, he's a kid. You know, he was pretty. You can see. I mean, you know, he wasn't trying to do that. Trying to get himself sent off. So there was that. Um, actually, Janini's red, I thought, was a bit harsh, also. Um, but uh, you know, the, that's them. Them's the breaks. So. Wait, two red cards. Yeah, this was in the previous game uh, Sunday, actually against Toluca. And so these guys were unavailable for them for the for the first leg because they had red cards. They had to sit it out. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so. and seeing as how like the teams are already thin from uh, a few of the kids um, with the U twenties, right? Oh, damn. I I I kind of figured like the, the it would be a tough game. I was hoping maybe they'd eke out a win. See, or, and, and this is the kind of Santos insight that you just don't get anywhere else. You really don't. Anywhere else. <laughs> Anywhere else. Talks about See, and Dan was saying he did not offer anything to the podcast. They're selling themselves <laughs> short. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, the, 
all those things considered, I mean, I, I knew it was going to be a, a rough first leg. I mean, this, this this series is over. I mean, you lose 4-1 at home. There's slim to no chance that they're going to come back. So I'm not a uh, – you know, at least he, he took them to the, to the, to, to the Ligia. The, and, the, well, see, now, now they can play the game with absolutely nothing to lose. And, and then – and and one more thing, guys. They, they wanted to – Juan Asadas joins us from Los Angeles. Go ahead, Juan. Oh, this is live. <laughs> yes, we're, we're live. We're I, live. Thought we were, I thought we were um... – No, we are live. That little, that little yellow button on your screen says we're live. Oh, snap. Okay, um – no, no. One of the main concerns for Santos was to get they were they were dropping uh, in the relegation zone, and they wanted to get as far away from possible, so that that's behind them now. It was a well, slight concern. Uh, yes, it was a slight no, concern. Yes. Um, I hope you haven't seen the uh, the porcentajes for next season yet, Dan. Well, it's kind of hard because uh, uh, I'm not sure if they really show you. You kind of have to do your own math at this point. Um, so I haven't. Um, well, it's. Uh, I mean, it's it's reasonably comfortable, but it's inside twenty points. So, you know. So it, it'll probably be a slight concern, but I think right now the team needs to be looking forward. Uh, they can't be concerned with, with relegation. I don't, I don't but the reality for Santos though is, is, uh, I mean, they have a, they have a bright future. They have a bright future. One of the younger teams. So yeah, I'm not, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm actually quite disappointed. I, I believe it is the youngest team then. Is it? I'm not. And they have the right yeah. coaching staff. I mean, seriously, so, yeah, who would I you mean, rather, who would you rather learn free kicks from? You know, other 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 than Benjamin Galindo, who who in my opinion is the greatest uh, Mexican free kick taker in history. I don't know if y'all agree with me or not. I don't know if you folks out there listening at home, if you disagree with me, let me know. But I think I'll say it again: Benjamin Galindo, the greatest Mexican free kick artist in history. Yeah, well, see, that was another thing that they missed out too. I mean, um, Gael is the, the he takes most of the free kicks, so. And yet set pieces were so big because of the, of, of of the guys you have that can and that can get those. And they had the worst part about it, Dan, is that they had. It's not like they didn't have chances. I mean, they had chances. And well, and that's one thing that we've mentioned on the show a few times. You know that that they're um, lacking goals. So that yeah, especially in that first half, they, it could have been a completely different game had had any of those chances gone in. Right, but well, the real the real killer, uh, and I'll let the Hoyle hop in here in a second is. Uh, was when they they get the equalizer and and what like not ten seconds I mean seriously like on on the next uh, uh, the, the next time they roll the ball they just go right down the field and score <laughs> that just the biggest uh, that just sucked and it just and it just it totally took the air out of them and and they were they were they were done after that they they didn't have the Experience to get over something like and that. And that's what I say. One of, one of the, one, that's one of the disadvantages of having a young team is that uh, when they do hit adversity, sometimes they, they they can get in their own heads and kind of just right. you know. And sh- and shame on you and uh, on, on you and and, uh, and me, Joel, for in, in our last uh, column that we wrote together, we t- we totally didn't even we didn't mention Toluca once. You know, they're oh, going through their centenario. Yeah. You know, they're they're uh, you know traditionally just a you know a super strong. I did team. mention that. 
I did mention the centenario celebration. But they're okay. not going to win anything, though. I don't think either of these teams are. Well, I think there's there's one team that's clearly uh, distinguished themselves from the rest. Um, I, it's I it's think fun it's, to watch them play, isn't it? It's just it's 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 pretty telling. I, I think at this point, like you see them, and you're like, man, like. Everybody had said it too. If they if they get in, that's going to be the last team you want to play, and 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 it's and it's panning out to be that way. Yeah, and uh, of and, course we're talking uh, about Tigres and uh, and their their four one win over Monterrey last night, where it was I mean it was and Duenas I mean what what, what an amazing performance he played really well. He got the two, he got two goals. Uh, Gignac got the other two, and he was just back and forth. The he earned himself uh, at least at least the look to see if, 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 if he can fit in plans in, in, in Russia, but he will definitely play the goal. In fact, they should, they should give him the gold cup and just and see what he can do with it. Cause he had a, I mean, he can, he had a really, really, really good, uh, he's had a great season actually. Uh, you know, he's, he's been one of, one of the uh, better players. He's a gamer. Remember he was the one that got the, got the equalizer. Against them, I should have put money on my pick, man. Bit. Too bad we didn't. Too bad we didn't uh, put any money on our on our on our preseason picks. <laughs> I can't even ever imagine. Did you pick Tigres? Yeah, I did. Wow. I'm gonna have to go back to the tape and see who. Uh, who uh, I know that uh, that Joel picked Chivas. Big surprise. Wait, that no, was a big no, surprise, I, actually. I, I picked Chivas at the start of the. That's season. That's what we're talking about. At the start of the season. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm, I'm, really, sure, yeah. I'm sure that I faithfully chose. Pumas, as, as 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 one should now. Well, if if Chivas didn't have the injuries, would you still pick them, Juan? If they didn't have any injuries? Yes. No, yeah. See. So that's the main factor. I think it's kind of hard to say though, because um, not reading uh, their articles. Assuming <laughs> assuming that the they weren't struck by by by, by the with the injuries, you're, we're assuming that that they would have continued to play well. So I, I don't know if it's all injuries that 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 is cost them their, their form, but all of them have struggled considerably. Most of them, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, dude. I'd say one thing I was talking with John earlier was how Chivas was doing uh, changes, you know, structural changes. And they got rid of, of a lot of the coaching staff. They also got rid of some of the, um, the physiotherapists. Is it true, Kawhi, that, that they're that they're thinking about bringing in as as a special consultant? Gente? Yeah. No. Okay. You sure? Wow. You know he should. He, they should trot him out before every game <laughs> and have him do this before. Every game. At least during playoffs. Yeah. No, but but that that many injuries. It could be, it could be through the training, they're messing up, or whoever they have. In, in, do they you know, do they, they have a, a, a group of mariachis? Injuries. <laughs> what? Mariachis <laughs> that play Guadalajara before before a game at Chivas. I don't know, John. Let's... We need we need to find this out, and the fact and, and the fact that it. That if it doesn't happen, is is, is tired. Uh, Tom? Tom? Tom would know, wouldn't he? Yes, he, he should. Would. 
Hoyle, I'm, 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 I'm disappointed that you don't know. I know. It's a, it's a bad mark on my favorite. You know, I, I always thought that I had to play this for you, Hoyle. <laughs> When you, when, when you come on, I think that I'm, I'm going to have to punish you for a week and play this for you. <laughs> for not, for not, for not knowing about that. So actually, Joel, I can punish you even more. I can, I can, I can, I can play this for you. No, I don't think that's punishing me. <laughs> I'm getting excited. That's that was yeah. for, that was the Transformers version, Hoyle. Yes, yes, it was. Yeah, that's when they fight when they fight Unicron. <laughs> <laughs> He's a floating head now. Okay, I think Hoyle likes, to, Hoyle likes to show everybody how, how much of a ladies' man he was in high school. That's right. <laughs> oh, basement basement neck beard. <laughs> well, you're young, son, because I mean that stuff was out when I was. So you had to be what, like nine, ten, eleven years old when all the Transformers stuff hit. Yeah, but I, I mean, mean man, as a kid, it. oh my god, that would have just been incredible. <clears throat> oh, it, it was good, John. I'm, I'm sure. No, all, but all I, I got to I, young bucks. I got to watch. I watched even like I don't know. Some of you guys remember they even had like the movie where like. Five minutes in, they killed Duke. Flechazo to the chest. You guys didn't see that? No. I, rec- I, I don't recall the, the the premise of the movie. I do remember watching it, but I don't I don't recall the premise. It's they, made, they, made, they made Cobra La. They got the DNAs from from like from like the historical bad guys like like Dracula and what Hitler movie is and all that shit. This is yeah, a G.I. Joe yeah. movie, yeah. <laughs> See, now, now, so, I'm start, now I'm starting to actually, I'm going to have to start punishing you some more, Hoyle, if we're going to yeah. start bringing... Coverlap boots, they make like, this Serpentor, Serpentor boots uh, Cobra Commander, and he just takes over. At least we're not talking He-Man. Uh, I, used, I watched that too, man. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, come on, don't act and like... they had a movie with that. Shira. Yeah, this is this, this, this is Shira, almost man. this is almost as bad as, as as like the fifth level Chivas talk when you and the coach came to. <laughs> oh man! Now, if, if you want to talk cartoon, I can I can talk I can talk you know Warner Brothers cartoons till the cows come up. But but uh, that doesn't really uh, um, capture the 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 geeks like the 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 geeks are into like you know. Well, well let me ask you all this: Did you, did you ever see the uh, the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon? Ever? I did. Yes, I did, sir. Yeah. Those little kids that go to the um, the, go the, to the theme park, they get on the yeah. roller coaster, and they they end up. That's <laughs> now right. that I see that cartoon, John, I actually played the actual dice game. Paul, who didn't? A bunch of people did, Jesus. and I was not around Jesus. here. <laughs> yeah, I, I I never played. Yeah, <laughs> I grew up playing a little bit. People getting laid weren't playing it, John. <laughs> Well, you can speak for yourself. <laughs> okay. You're like, dude. Uh, I, I don't used know. To bag you... all kinds of chicks when I used to do some Dungeons and Dragons. Well, I mean, it's not like bro. I was. Yeah, yeah. It's not You're like I was. Bad Dungeons and Dragons. You know, it's not like I played a lot off, but I, you know, I did play. It was fun. 
That's why uh, you know did I you always play say like, that, uh, like once a month or. or no, no, I play like I play, I, I play like once a year. No, I play daily, John. Come on. No, well, it's, I mean, I, I did like a campaign once a year. So, I mean, yeah, because after I mean after that, you just you know, it was uh, it was fun. Oh no, man, my campaign was ongoing like through the whole high school. It it was like a like a like a soap opera, never ending. Pretty- well, I mean, characters would die, so you had to start a new one. Right. Well, see, that's why I always talk about League of Legends when you have a three-game winning streak. It, 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 it's it's like your 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 character in uh, in Dungeons and Dragons. You know, they can they can reclaim the you know they can uh, regenerate the hit points a lot faster than uh, than they normally would be able to. Nice segue. Uh, absolutely. No, yeah, that that you know that's why it brings you know it's uh you know it's uh, why we call. Uh, I was about to start talking about Voltron. And, and was, oh, no, like, let's not have any of that. Let's, let's, oh. let's, like, like, let's teach. If you want to get John hooked, you have to talk Robotech. Oh, my God. Are you serious? <laughs> talk what? See, I don't even know what you're talking about. See, now? Robotech was like, at least uh, in my neighborhood, only the poor kids, uh, the, the less fortunate kids would go with the GoBots and, and, and Robotech. And... Ro- Robotech was expensive, dude. Come on. Well, I guess for us kids, it was all about the the Transformers, man. Transformers. No, Robotech Ro- was more more out there, dude. GoBots is legit, man. Transformers and GoBots were my. You know, my my parents actually for Christmas, uh, I was I had asked for like a CD player, so like because it was just when they just started coming out in the mid to late eighties. So they got me a, a they got me a, a CD player trans that trans that was a Transformer. And that, oh. that was my. <laughs> Oh, that's nice. pretty cool. John was the coolest kid in the thought, block, huh? I thought it was pretty funny. I, I held on to tapes for as long as I possibly could. I, I probably, I kept thinking they were they were going to come back or they were going to stay. And I, I, you had your tapes? I used, like to, I, I used to love making tapes. Tapes, yeah, man. Tapes, uh, making mixed tapes. I, I refused to buy CDs. Um, I, I, did, I was like, this guys, is just a fad. Did you guys ever do that thing where it's like, get... Get like twelve tapes for one penny, and then they'll sell them to you. Columbia House, Columbia House. And I don't think no one would ever pay. I think every kid uh, ran a ran a small little racket of of, of selling CDs for a for a couple bucks to make a. Yeah, no, no, I, no, I, that, got, the, I got the tapes though. I, I I got to do it when it was tapes, but but you send like a penny, but then uh, then when they try to, then you have to buy like five or I don't know at regular price. Throughout from the area, yeah. no, it was Columbia no House and B and G. Yeah, no one would ever buy And then you don't pay, and they send you the disc, and because you, you forgot to send it, and you get like this terrible. I think that's how I got a Nevermind. Nirvana. <laughs> yeah, I think that's how I, I purchased Nevermind, or didn't wow. purchase. Well, how old were you? You must have been like thirteen when Nevermind came out. Yeah, that's how I was. So, what kind of an effect? Well, effect. Um, yeah. Did it change your life? No. Okay. I mean, I couldn't understand what the hell he was talking about. Um, um, I was a kid, and 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 his lyrics aren't exactly easy to. His voice wasn't easy to, to figure out. But right. from a music standpoint, which was I was more into. Right. Um, pretty blown away. Pretty blown away. I I, I had never heard anything remotely close to it, and I was just um, I was all a super Hesher kid into Metallica and Slayer. Right. So. Uh, with, and I was a closet fan of Depeche Mode and, and, and the Smiths. Uh, I, I was, classic. Classic. 
closet. Yeah, I was closet fan because I was ashamed because I was all into heavy metal and I didn't want to admit that I like joterias. Saving your life. <laughs> so that's uh, yeah. Man. That's interesting. And I managed to di- I, I did manage to watch him uh, uh, like a couple months before he uh, he offed himself. So at least I get to say I, I saw them live once. I always thought that what made Nirvana such a great band was that yes, they had you know that but they wrote you know really good pop songs just in that style. I mean because they, their songs had hooks, you know they they were whether it was the melody or or one of his lyrics. I mean they they knew it was it was good stuff. And I don't think you were typically used to hearing anything remotely punk that was that well produced, right? Yeah, no, they they did. No, it was it, was it was it was a sea change. There's no question. I mean, it it, it changed. Uh, it was the Z Stardust of that uh, of that decade. On some level, I think they almost ruined alternative music. As great as they were, uh, I I all all the uh, there was a, a just a ton of horrible music that came out after that. Well, Pearl Jam came out after that, and they were, you know, kind of like the, you know, but uh, they just ended up getting inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which I watched. That's actually pretty cool. Uh, I don't know if y'all saw, it, but David Letterman, uh, who I, again is, is, is like one of them, you know, when I think of people that have influenced my, you know, life or sense of humor, whatever it is, David Letterman is easily, <clears throat> you know, in the in, in the top two practically. You know, it would be them and Monty Python, but. Uh, much more him than anyone else, and he it was it was hilarious. It, it was so well done. It was so um, what he said. It was actually really touching too. And it just you know you just you, you know you forget that he um, well, you know was a human because he did suffer for so many years. But uh, I uh, I do digress. <clears throat> Let's talk Tigres, gentlemen, uh, as uh, as we should now. Uh, Wait, we, I wasn't done with Chivas though. You sort of yes. hijacked it. <laughs> Hijacked it with. Well, you hijacked it by bringing up the Transformers, Joel. You know, it's because you played this song. It's because uh, we're going to have to go back to the tape to figure out who, who, who caused all this. John, John, David. Oh, it's because I, I was punishing <laughs> you. Yeah. So what I, what I should do, Joel, is play this. That wasn't punishing me, though. You, you got the touch. That's not punishing me. Huh? You got the power. Michael Bay is punishing me. With Can we make that our, our theme song? Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, but we, we can certainly make it. Uh, we can we can certainly make it Joel's theme song, or at least just get it. Let me ask you this, Joel. Yes. You know, moving forward, you know, when we introduce you at the beginning, would you like to be introduced with? Or. <laughs> or. <laughs> oh, no, I'll leave it up to you. I'll, I'll take. I'll take Marky Mark. Wow. Oh, you take Marky Mark. So you're yeah, he wants Marky Mark's version. Marky Mark Mark's from Boogie Nights. Oh, okay. So you want this one. <laughs> you got the touch. <laughs> you know. You got the power. <laughs> <laughs> the recordings, the recordings are, are theirs. There is uh, a Jimmy Kimmel episode where <laughs> when he is introduced <laughs> To the you know that and then and they play a little music when they walk out. They played that song and he went and sang it with the band. <laughs> and he sang it. Really, 
and he sang it really badly, like he didn't boogie nights. It was it was it was hilarious. I can't imagine how how, how you get through that through, through that take with a straight face. <laughs> that must have taken so many tries to get that like without somebody just like breaking into laughter. That is that is such a great movie. That 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 is. I don't know if y'all have movies that if it's on, like if you're flipping and you hit it, it's like, all right, I'm done. You know, I know what I'm doing for the next hour and a half or whatever it is. But uh, Boogie Nights is definitely one of those movies for me. But uh, back to, uh, so you're going to finish up with Chivas before we get. Uh, well, yeah, they're right playing right now. They're, they're losing one zero. They're playing at, at their old home, the Jalisco. But you would take the one zero at this point, wouldn't you, Hoy? I would, but John, something I've been talking about was how Chivas has has struggled a lot to win at at the Chivas Stadium, and I, I think they, right now they're struggling this is, to score. I believe no. Well, this is their fifth game overall where they haven't they haven't scored on the run of play. The last the last goal they scored was off a penalty. So we're talking about a team that hasn't scored in like over a month. Well, so, that is a problem. It's uh, it, it's hard. It's hard to win games, Hoel, when when you don't score. I'm not going to lie. <clears throat> it is. I, uh, I do. An important. I, I do step. think. Yeah, it, it's something that hasn't been talked about, and, and it could be biting Chivas in the ass. Was like at the start of the year. I think it was late last year, I believe, or at the start of this year when they were they were doing all these cuts. They were like firing all this. They were firing all other. Different people like getting rid of coaches and youth coaches and and so who who is to blame for Chivas' injury, injury rash? See, I I can't without knowing. I'll have to consult. Who who do you, you point know? the finger? Okay, say okay. Put on your Chivas tinfoil hat and tell us who's to blame for. Oh man, I don't need my hat for that. I would just say you get a whoever approve all these cuts, you know, because they're probably trying to save money because they were all sinking in. You know, sinking it into the Chivas TV. Uh huh. So I mean, I guess they needed they needed to save money somewhere somehow. But for all these players to just be dropping like flies or not recovering, I think no, that's, that's part of it. Are the injuries uh, muscular or are they, uh, you know, uh, like trauma no. injuries? No, I mean that many players. It's it's yeah, a lot of it's like muscular stuff. Well, it sounds like they need to get a bring in. Some, maybe maybe uh, maybe their new nutritionist put them on a very strict torta ahogada <clears throat> diet. And and you know they they gave they gave Almeida like all these duties now that he has, like he's the GM, and he's in charge of all these things where before he was just the coach. So, I mean, he's, so he's you, don't, you, don't th- you don't think it's tortas ahogadas? Then? Nah, nah. Okay. It's, that could be. I, I will, That's something I guess I'm going to talk with. Uh, I try to talk with with Tommy. Hit him up about that, you know. Since about he's the torta ahogada diet? You know what's going to happen? Hold no, on. just the injuries. And, and, and just the injuries overall. You know who's gonna, you know, you know who's gonna carry him to the promised land if it happens. 
and 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 it'll it'll be sweet vindication, sweet vindication for you when it does. Wait, what is, are you... uh, is, is 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 your boy is going to be the hero? You you lost me, John. Your boy, your boy is going to be the hero, and he's going to he's going to he's going to. When you say his boy, all I think is Chapel. Yeah. No, no, no. I, all, all that. There is, there's oh, not... you mean hero? Yeah. Hero. <laughs> well, look, he's playing right now, so. I know. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I think. I think. I think that. Uh, I think you know people need to need to tune in and see what uh, what what Fierro does. Mm. Well, who's even injured? Because this this Chivas team still looks stacked. There's, there's Chelsea's Fierro. Uh, they have uh, let's see, so Pizarro's out. Uh, El Conejo out. Saldivar is out. Um. Uh, Beneda left in, in in this game. Alani's wasn't Alani's out too. He's he's actually back. Yeah, he's in there with the mask. He's back. Oh, <laughs> so he's at like seventy five percent. Yeah, he should be all right though, because uh, Guido Pizarro had the mask for one game or, or two, I think, and then he was just with a bandage yesterday. Hey, that could have been a penalty on Ferro right now. Hey, it wasn't a penalty. Relax. <laughs> Relax. There was slight contact. There was. He didn't sell it well enough. <laughs> you know who sold it? Well, we'll get into that, but no, well, metal, uh, metal. Um, shout out to Metalero. He was arguing with me about Noel and his antics that he did today. Oh yeah. I actually, I actually like uh, Noel, and even though he was acting a fool and stuff, the uh, Negris came in malicious, with malicious, malicious intent, and didn't get carded or anything. Noel came in and did service and and got him with a red, so that was actually good work. It didn't surprise me that you're that you're okay with uh with those kind of tactics coming from a. Yeah, you're not a you're not a dark arts kind of guy, Chiquis. Well, but but he is a Pumas fan, which. What which means he was. What a, are you? What, big, what are you which, trying to say, Dan? Please, you guys had Picolin for. You guys had Picolin for 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 a bit, and then you know, maybe maybe he kind of grew to to. I, I to don't want to derail the conversation, but 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 Pumas is going to be Picolinless for the first time. Picolinless. Like that's why I said had. Yeah. Yeah. As so as you were saying, Chickies. So you you liked him. Baiting the Nigris into slapping him right in front of the ref. Um, normally, normally, <laughs> but normally I wouldn't. Like that, 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 the dark arts are okay in this case because the Nigris went in and he was he was rustled or he was mad or angry or whatever. But he like maliciously tried to kick, blatantly kick Aquino when he was going towards the end. Right. And, so and it was almost like a double yellow. So the ref's like, you know what? You, you did two, so I'm just gonna give you the red for that. I think the ref was gonna let it slide. The ref wasn't gonna give any card to the Nigris at all. So Noel had to go in there and defend his player, which is honorable. And then he didn't really, like, provoke nothing. He just, like, touched his side of his face, and uh, the Negris was still upset. So he, he didn't like that at all, and he slapped or You know, he slapped him some Noel. Right. <clears throat> the obvious thing and get him ejected that way. So he, Yeah, he knew exactly what he was doing. So, well, going back to my point of how Mexicans um, aren't capable... Mexicans are, are 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 for the most part incapable of of, uh, of imploring the dark arts. 
who who on earth ever said that? I know we talked uh, about it a few months back, but yeah, it's like we're just we we're we're not we're not very apt to 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 troll on the field. Well, there's much more to it. That they the mostly get trolled, but uh, I mean, yeah, but uh, there's. Well, anyway. But Picolin, hey man, he he definitely my hero. Was, was a soccer Slytherin. There's no question. My biggest uh, my biggest regret is that he never actually got any playing time with the national team. You know, me too. I, I wanted to see it at least at least once. It would have been dope. I mean, for a friendly uh, or one of those uh, qualifiers that didn't mean anything. <laughs> oh, Joel, you're going to love the TV in, in, about, in about five seconds. Go ahead. <laughs> is, is it because the Gandhi, Muhammad Gandhi, wearing a Leones? Yeah, Leones. There was a Leones uh, Negros fan there. <laughs> it looked like Gandhi. And that shirt reminds me of Hatagan Stick. You know, that you bring Picolin in, in the second half so that he gets to run out there. The crowd would have loved it. Would've been great, and you know, and, and frankly, he, and frankly, he deserved he deserved a chance. Now, you know, to play in a friendly for sure. Just a little, just give him a little taste. You know, here you go, Picolin. Picolin, did you hear what he had to say on his Facebook? <sighs> yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, you know what? Uh, you know what, what's going on over there with Pumas? Uh, they've now Picolin and Veron. You know, you, they they had great careers with Pumas, and uh, you know, if it turns out they want to go a different way, then that, like, <clears throat> I'm fine with that. But but uh, but to get rid of Britos was uh, was peculiar at best because he's actually been really decent for them uh, for the past what two or three years, right, Chiquis? I mean, he's been a solid player for Pumas. <clears throat> you know, he's a good goal scorer and he's a he's a great header of the ball. You know, for a guy who's so little, I mean, you just don't expect it at all. And uh, he's just he's he was a solid contributor, and to me, there's no reason to, you know, unless it's somebody, you know, if, if they they might be paying, you know, the money, but whatever. But he's you know, and he's in his mid twenties to boots. I mean, it's not like he's on the downside of his career. Just it just was baff- a baffling decision. And then they they, well, they also got rid of the uh, Spaniard, which I was okay with. But I won't say that. Some other people were a little freaked out, but I never thought he was any good. So I'm not sure what's going on with uh, with, with with Pumas and. Uh, you know they can't really afford to have another bad season because then they'll have the the relegation thing hanging around their neck too. It, it's sort of odd, like um, when Moises Munoz was kicked out, I, I felt for him and I didn't agree with it. With Kikolin and Veron, uh, I don't, I don't really care. I mean, I, I see it as, as a positive move moving forward, getting rid of these older guys and trying to get in some younger, younger people. Um, so it's weird how I sort of disagree with one and then agree with the other in the situation. Well, I think the thing, the situation with Moy, though, is that he isn't old. Yeah, Moy has had plenty to give. And then, like, the other guy wasn't necessarily an upgrade, you know, either. But, like, someone like Veron, I mean, yeah, man, like, the guy's I mean, he gave it a good run. You know, Martin uh, Palacio said he was the best uh, Pumas foreigner uh, you know, the best foreign player that Pumas has ever had. And, and you know, I have a hard time arguing with him. You know, defender, absolutely. There's no question. And, uh, you know, he's he's won, he won a lot of championships for them. Uh, he, you know, and, and there was a time when, uh, you know, when he was back there, I mean, 
Pumas always had the best defense in the league. I mean, he was a great player, and he played in the quarterfinals of the uh, when Paraguay played uh, Spain in the in the uh, in the World Cup and in South Africa. Pumas typically, though, they they hold on to their players for for a good bit, right? Well, so that yeah, they, well, it depends. Uh, you know, obviously they sell the youngsters if if, if, if they're good enough, but. Uh, um, you know the foreign players, yeah. I mean, uh, unless if somebody comes and offers offers more money than they can pay, because they're not going to pay. Uh, you know, occasionally they'll do it for for a couple, you know, but it's just it's just not going to happen, you know, regularly. Like they couldn't keep Sosa. Santos has a youngster from uh, Pumas, does don't they? Do they? I forget the name, but I thought I heard one of the Santos players. Yeah, because Pumas doesn't really loan guys. I mean, like like they get rid of guys, but they don't really loan guys out that much. I mean, they just. Was De Buen with 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 Pumas? Well, De Buen was with Pumas, but he, I mean, you know, yeah. So I don't know if you're. He actually did not have a good game this past. He game. started off pretty well. Yeah. Again, like he was the one that was creating a lot of danger in the in, in initially. But yeah, let's not revisit that. All right. Well, we, we, we won't talk. <laughs> we won't, we won't talk about like it. they lost. Yeah. Yeah. So so Pumas, uh, you know, they have to start. You know, have have a couple of seasons in the twenties, in the twenty point range. You know, to not uh, have to worry about promotion uh, relegation because I don't gonna... think they have to worry about it though too much though because they'll get better. Uh, to... They always do. Yeah, and and they never and I don't and they I don't and they've avoided those catastrophic seasons too. Yes, thank God. I mean, so, that's why Morelia was so happy. I mean, that there. I mean, they went from from dead last in the in the in the porcentaje, or you know, next we next but they started off dead last. They said they're like they're like they're like tenth now. They're they're like going to be twenty twenty five points clear of uh, of of last place right now. So it was massive for them to to to, to stay up. And you said Santos is twenty something points. Santos is inside of twenty, but I mean, it was like it was like between fifteen and twenty. It was like eighteen, nineteen. It was like yeah, you know, it's one of those you know where Pumas. So is yeah, in a couple it, years. it would take one really horrible season, right? To, half season to to make it. Yeah, but Santos has been consistently good, so I don't think you'd, you'd ever yeah, really have to. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not worried about that. I'm really not. Chiquis. Uh, How's the game going? I'm not watching. Are it's still, a one is, zero Atlas. One zero Atlas. I think Joel is uh, is is waiting for his boy Carlos Fierro to uh, to deliver the, the the knockout blow. Now the second game. Well, we did that. So the third. Did anyone get to watch the uh, the Cholos uh, Morelia game? It was actually. I mean, it wasn't as entertaining as the, as the first two, but you know, it had its moments. A couple of great big saves and. I watched uh, the, um, parts of it. Um, but it looked, looked good. Um, and Tijuana, I think, looked at least from what I've seen recently, kind of just unimpressive for the most part. I mean, but I, I guess you can expect them. But I guess uh, you would expect a better performance. Even I mean, I know it's um, they're playing away, but. Yeah, I don't think I don't I don't think Tijuana was gonna risk anything to score, and all that much. I mean, and then the goal that they got was kind of fluky anyway. But I just don't see them guaranteeing a win against Morelia. 
That's gonna well, be a tough match. What I don't they, think did lose, they did lose their striker Ruiz, who uh, who left the game injured, so they they lost their you know fifty percent of their goal production. Ouch! Yeah, yeah so that's, that. that's gonna hurt. And 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 frankly, playing at Tijuana is. I mean, if, if anyone has a you know has a really good home field advantage, it's Tijuana. They play really well at home. Yeah, a good crowd. They play on that rug. Uh, it's usually one of the longer trips for 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 teams, uh, and, and so they're you know usually when they're flying for you know thirty minutes or whatever it is, forty five to forty five minutes. It's like you know maybe a two hour flight. Not that it should be that much of a difference, but it kind of you know changes things, and it's uh, you know it's just for whatever reason it's just different. And uh, they, uh, they they should have no problem, I think, uh, advancing now. I don't know if they're gonna. You know, depending on who they match up with, if they move beyond that, but I think that they'll probably have no no problem beating uh, beating Morelia up up in Tijuana. Do you, do you go, Dan? Have you, have you have you been down with Tijuana games? No, man, I'm lame. I haven't I haven't made it down there yet. You're lame. I am. I mean, I just there used to be I, a show I, on Comedy Central called uh, Almost Live that had a segment called The Lame List. It was these Grungy dudes, and they'd say something, and they're all, "You're lame." It was, uh, it was pretty funny. I'm sorry, as you were saying, you're lame. You were lame, Dan. You're lame for not going. Yeah, I am. Just because. Um, not even when motivation... comes to town. Yeah, you would think I would have made it out by now, right? But no, I haven't. I'm always scared to venture out alone, and I don't have too many people to, that are like into the footy. So sometimes it gets a little bit difficult, and. Right now, with the little ones that I have, you don't have your one friend that you like will just like just you know you that you that you try to get hooked into the sport. I got a couple friends hooked into the sport, but they're they're living in L.A. So um, oh, that's too bad. Yeah, but I so got like, a couple like, friends here. But I just uh, most more than anything, it's 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 the little ones that are that are keeping right. me super busy. Well, you could take them too. You know, I'm sure yeah. that, that you know that, nothing uh, more exciting for a four year old than the sit in the stands for two hours, not knowing what's going on. <laughs> so I haven't gone to a, ba- to a baseball game with him either. How are the Padres doing this year? Are they, are they, uh, I don't know. I'm a Dodger fan. Oh, oh well, I'm from LA, man. Pardon so me. I, oh, yeah, pardon I'm, me. I'm still very much yeah. that, uh, consider myself an LA guy that, ha- that happens to be living in San Diego. And then you have the, uh, you know, you got the Chargers in LA now. Yeah, they're going to play at the Home Depot Center, where people, you know, the NFL is going to be saying, "Hey, you know, maybe these twenty thousand stadiums, stadiums aren't that bad." Is that where they're going to be playing? Until the, I guess until their, their new places. Oh yeah, they're going to they're going to probably share the stadium with the Rams. Yeah, which is uh, very unfortunate. Yeah, I always thought the LA was perfectly fine without the without the NFL. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's weird that it was it was tw- it took tw- it was twenty years it didn't have a team and then like like I guess when yeah. USC was good that you know that was like their team. But I was perfectly content with watching USC. Absolutely, yeah. that's kind of like the the, the the way it is, the way it was at least for months. I watched USC play once. It was fun. It was a good game. It was a lot. It was very enjoyable <clears> for me. Talking about the Rose Bowl? Yeah. Yeah. 
You know, there was a play at the end of that game, Dan, uh, after Texas had scored and gone ahead, and it was the second to last play of the game, and uh, uh, Matt Liner did like a like a like a desperation shovel pass to Reggie Bush, and Reggie starts going up the sideline, and he has one guy, and he makes and he and he misses, but Reggie had already decided to go out of bounds. If Reggie stops and cuts, he was gone. Because that was that was the, that was the safety. He was gone, and he decided to step out of bounds instead. So, yeah, that was a that was a that was a tough game, man. <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 they had they had no clue how to remotely slow down, let alone stop uh, Vince Young. It was fun. It was a lot of fun for us. That dude just like take the snap and then run with the ball and get like first downs just like at will. Yeah, that was a that was a rough game. I was like they could not stop him at all. Yeah, yeah we'll talk we'll talk uh we'll, we'll talk Rose Bowl. You know you can We're always all over the place in the today. It's it's on the Longhorn network, you know, at least once a week. So you can always uh <laughs> I bet. I'm the, yeah. I'm not kidding. I mean it it, it 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 is on constantly. It's uh Yeah, I mean that that was a huge game. I mean USC was it was uh was Touting itself, uh, or at least a lot of the media was touting it as one of the greatest, if not the greatest, college team ever. And, uh, they had won the the year before. Um, oh, I remember, I was there. And they mowed through everybody throughout through that season, and then um, yeah, the matchup that everybody wanted to see, and yeah. and Texas uh, got the job done. Yeah, there were there were a lot of NFL players on that field that night for both teams. That, I think was, that marked was... the end of, of, of the dynasty. It was. Uh, it all started going downhill with for USC at that point. Slowly, uh, it, slowly, uh, surely. bleeding like a stuck pig. See, see, Uncle Pete, see, now, Uncle Pete losing his This is kind of like mojo. when Hoel and, and then the coach start talking about US. Like I feel like we're doing that to to Hoel because he doesn't because right he doesn't watch pointy ball. That's right. Actually, so. I don't even watch it anymore. That's yeah, I, I haven't watched football. Um, in years since that day, since 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 the Rose Bowl, <laughs> I just can't watch it anymore, John. I just I can't do it. That's funny. Of course, of course, we met Dan when I was out there for this, the second national championship game. Texas played out there in Pasadena. Was it the following year? No, it was like four years later. Okay, in two thousand nine. But that was actually my third trip. I've been I've been to the Rose Bowl three times uh, because because of Texas because I was producing the radio back then. So I got to see him play Michigan, USC, and Alabama. I mean, you know the 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 holy trinity of college football as far as you know just three massive teams. It was. Uh, that's a, a, a I mean, that's yeah. It's a great stadium. It is a great stadium. I know it's. You know, a friend of mine says, "Oh well, you know, he, he always." Well, the sight lines are this, and it's you know, it's very flat in the field. So, dude, who the hell cares, man? You're at the freaking Rose Bowl. You know, who cares if the sight lines are crappy? You know, it's. Uh, Chickas, you've been to the Rose Bowl. You sat. You've sat in the corner. Was it? Was it? Was it just awful? No, it was good. It was the views. Are, I think the views are pretty rough. But I mean, but just when when it when that place is packed, it's 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 pretty special. It's magical. Yeah. Did you go to any of the Gold Cup finals, Dan, at the Rose Bowl? Yeah, yeah. Um, I've gone to a couple of matches there. Uh, I'm trying to think of. I think I saw Mexico play there twice. I think once against New Zealand. I think with Jonathan playing. Right, where, where Chicharito scored that great goal, and Carlos Vela scored an even better one. And then um, also the the final against the U.S., the um, 4-2. Yeah. 
that legendary 4-2 where right. uh, Giovanni got that awesome goal. Where I think that every every fan of Mexico thought that that that, that this was finally it. <laughs> Seriously. You know, we we saw it in 2010 a little bit like this is this is what we're yeah. And the kind of never really worked out after that. It's just the but emotional roller coaster that everybody went on on that game during that game going down 2-0. Right. Man. I was getting bitter. I was like, man, I just want to get drunk, man. Pick a fight. Uh, but luckily, things turned around. You know, it's a good segue for us, Dan, because uh, that's something we can talk about uh, uh, here as well. Is the next week, I believe, is the is uh, on Thursday is the day that uh, Juan Carlos Osorio has to send his list to FIFA for the thirty uh, preliminary uh, man list. You know, out of this the thirty players, you know, he's going to take twenty three, and seven of them are on you know quote unquote standby in case. Uh, Someone gets injured, and uh, when when does that kick off? That kicks off like June seventeenth. Yeah, the 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 Confed Cup starts like at the end, uh, beginning of one week, and then the Gold Cup starts at the end of the week. So it's like one's like so they're very very close to one another. Which is one of the reasons why Mexico really can't have players play both. No, that's fine. Like, yeah, I think it'd be silly to. I know at some point they were kind of doing that with the Copa America and, and Gold Cup, but I just, yeah, it's a bit much. Um, that was for a real Gold Cup, though. This is a uh... well, well, actually, well, they're all kind of the same now. I mean, they they count the, the ones that counted to go. They all count the same because it's an official tournament. Well, I'm saying they all count now more so because they they, they they get you that half ticket to the Confeds Cup. Well, not only that, but I mean it's 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 also a way for Mexico to improve its standing to, to you know for what the real prize is, which is uh, a group seed in the next World Cup, which is why it's 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 very important that Mexico do well in both the Confed Cup and the Gold Cup. You, th- you think that's a possibility still for this cycle? Absolutely, I think it absolutely mathematically it is, but I mean, I, but the results have to I mean it, it. It all depends on the results. I mean, if Mexico if Mexico makes the semifinals of the Confed Cup or the finals of the Confed Cup, then yeah, I, I think that'll, that 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 will absolutely help them uh, make it to the. Uh... And I forget our uh, so th- this this they didn't change anything. They're still going to do the thirty-two. That's correct. I just want. To, I got momentarily confused right now. I'm sorry. Yeah, the, the 48 doesn't start till 2026, and then the 2022 World Cup is going to be played in like November, or December, which I'm actually looking forward to. I think it's going to be really cool. So, Wake, uh, do they serve alcohol over there? I'm not going. And if they, if they, uh, if they, I'm sure that they'll make exceptions when Budweiser and other people have. Where, where are you talking about? Uh, in Qatar. Oh, in Qatar. Qatar. I thought you said. I thought you were mean Russia. No, they, uh, they, they. That is not a dry country. Yeah, Russia is like an alcoholic country, no? Well, they got the vodka thing going. I don't know what much much else, but well, that's I all. Know they're, 
They, that's all they drink is vodka. They don't drink water. Now, now be nice, chickies. That's wow. Like, I've heard from people that have gone there and they've lived there, and uh, and and wives pretty much. That's that's like one of their problems when they get married to somebody. It's usually a uh, a drunk guy. <laughs> you're rushing. You're drunk. Time. Maybe I'm uh, being offensive, but sorry. Uh, I don't think many Russians are listening. And <laughs> that you know, it's true. You know, I did, I did, I did post a word in Russian on my on my Twitter today, so I've probably like been flagged. Yativia. Yes. So we'll see. Uh, so 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 back to this uh, big this big list. My my question to y'all is, and it's something that I posed. Really, I mean, to me, the the biggest wild card in this whole thing is going to be Giovanni. I mean, he's he's with LA Galaxy. I mean, and, and he hasn't. I mean, what what has he done with LA Galaxy this year? I mean, the team is not playing well. Uh, he, he should be the kind of player that could you know lift a team like that. He's not. So do, does he even deserve a chance to to, to play in the Confed Cup? Has he earned? Has he earned? Has his play earned him a call, or does he, or does he get a call, on, or does he get a call just because he plays well for Mexico? Is anybody out? No one yet. He gets a call to ride the bench. Oh, there you go. Nope. Yeah, because okay. there are some pretty good options. There are some pretty decent options, oh. but I, 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 I would call him. You would, or you would not? I would. Just because um he's been one of the more reliable guys, no matter what his playing time or or what his form with his team has been, um you know, not to say that he hasn't had his horrible like games with the, with the national team, but but a lot of the time he's he's one of the the guys that you can count on. Plus, I think there's always I'm sorry, and with Mexico, I no, think no. that there's always a shortage of. Of guys that can make something out of nothing, and he's one of those few. So I figure uh, you want to have somebody like that that you can just call upon, even if you don't start him, even if he doesn't play every game. But it, like somebody to have just in case. I think at the very least, that's somebody you want to call him. Well, looking at, uh, I had to refer back to uh, uh, John's article, and you you put uh, Oribe in the Gold Cup. Now that, that's sort of arguable for me, like Oriva or Giovanni. If, if Oriva goes to Gold Cup, I, I say Giovanni goes to Gold Cup. And if Gold Cup is really a priority based on like, getting a seed and, and getting Mexico up on points or whatever with FIFA, um, I don't think he's going to play in, in, uh, in Confed. So I would say take to Gold with Oriva. Because, because you're going down, like Pulido is all right. Trophies, you're going down in, in talent. Gallardo as well. Bam, and then you got Linus in there. Yeah, I figured why the hell not. Yeah, so I think Giovanni needs to just to tick off just to tick off Johnny Rico for whatever reason is is one hundred percent against using you know players that are under the age of twenty five. I think Giovanni needs to supplement that goal that those players right there in the Gold Cup, and also prove like, hey man, you're not you're not doing anything in MLS right now. You don't. This is the big league with Well. You probably uh, blame 
Put some blame on European dudes. Also, some of them aren't doing anything. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, it's, uh, you know, um, and you know, and you know, those guys are getting called in. That's, I, mean, I honestly think that, that Giovanni has had his best, his, his, his career defining moments have happened with, with the national team. He's with LA Galaxy making six million a year or whatever the hell, or whatever he's making, and probably more because of what he's done with the national team. So, you know, to me, he's, you know, one of these guys that, that, uh, will, will show up for the national, you know, he always does. Uh, yeah, you're right. Danny does have some bad games, but then he has, you know, he has moments of, of, of magic that, that other guys just don't, can't really create. So you have to it's have, not, I just don't like John. the idea of, of having him at the gold cup though. Yes, Joel. I agree with you. Gio is a player that when you put stuff out of there, he's, he powers up. But I don't think Osorio knows yeah. that. Does he, uh, does he earn extra hit points, Joel, when he puts, when he wants to say point out of there? Pretty much, man. He, yeah. But I, I mean, you know, Osorio's never, he doesn't seem like he's been a big fan of Gio, so. I don't think he's a fan of Gio's work ethic. That's what I think. It seems yeah, like Osorio values guys that, that like to put in the time. Because he likes to put in the time. I'm not saying there's anything you know that, that that's good or bad. I just I'm just making an observation. But uh, he did say that he's that he's gonna that he's gonna play at some point. Yeah, I mean, especially with Moleros and and Gio just being still very marketable, so you you can't afford to leave a player like him out. We well, see, and that's and that, and, I, and I guess that's the other one about uh, about him is you know he's he's marketable here in the U.S. too, and he's mark you know he's he's just a marketable guy. So yeah, because if he wasn't, we. I don't think we will be mentioning his name right now. So yeah, so I mean, it just—I don't know. I'd rather have a guy like Gio coming off the bench um, for the Confed Cup than—I mean, I know what he can do against Gold Cup teams. I've seen it. You know, let's see what he can do against Portugal. I uh, completely agree with you, John. I think it'd be a waste for him to go to the Gold Cup. Let, let somebody else a shot. Let one of the kids get a, get a crack at some playing time in the, in the, in the tournament. I, I, if, if he's going to go anywhere, I think he should go to the, to the Confeds Cup. Oh. Joel, are, are things so bad with Chivas that Carlos Alcido has to take free kicks? He scored he, one. He's done it before, though. I don't know why, but he's he's always taking free kicks. I don't know. I don't oh. know what's going on there. Oh, oh, it was awful. There's another thing that uh, on their corners, they're putting two guys on the corners, acting, raising their hands before they kick it, and then one fakes. They're just wasting a player on those corners, having two players over there, as if they're gonna fake them out. Who's going to kick it, a righty or a lefty? 
just centering and centering and centering like the national team used to do all the time and and up with zero results. So they're not they're not pressing. They gotta go down the middle or do something something with leaders on the middle. Just the well, sides. They, they did score a goal, and people it was it was called offside. People say oh, it was it was a legitimate goal that was called offside. It looked like it was offside to me. Maybe uh, maybe, maybe folks that are listening uh, might have something different to say about that. But uh, it looked like uh, it was uh, it was definitely offside. Oh, you saw the play. Did you think it was offside, or did you? Uh, which which play, John? When with the the, the Chivas goal that was uh, not allowed. That was called off. Oh man, that's a tough one. It was offside though. I saw a screen capture of a an Atlas guy on the bottom right hand corner of the screen. Oh really? Yeah. Oh maybe, maybe I missed that. I don't know if that's a big player or whatever, but on Twitter. Oh. I haven't seen the actual I'll have to see the replay, but Oof. Oof, boy. Carlos Fierro's had his chances this game. Is he going to be able to do it? It's uh, going to be interesting to see how this one uh, plays out. So, is one zero going to be enough for Atlas? Do you think that the, are they are they satisfied with just the one zero, knowing that well, Chivas isn't going to score on us at home because they haven't been able to? So, it, it can be. I mean, you know, we we talked about it before. Just how much Chivas has struggled at home. You Why know, does Chivas struggle at home? Just, it's been a long time. You know, we had that streak, what was it, like a season or two ago, when they just couldn't win, and they would miss penalties, or they would play teams that would go down a man. No, but I'm not talking yeah. about just recently. I'm talking about just in general. I mean, was, I mean, at least since they have the new stadium, it, just, it is... They are they are mediocre at best at home. Yeah, the Chivas Stadium hasn't been like you know. I don't think it's been a fort. I mean, it's, it's kind of like a plaza. It's like a, it's like a <laughs> it's like a you know the Santa Monica Pier. Everyone comes and has a good time. No, definitely not a fort. <laughs> it's uh, it's very unfortunate. Uh, they. Uh, you would you would hope for them to be better. Well, they're in stoppage time, Hoed, and Chivas does. Will, will they grab a late one to tie the series? Well, they've been attacking. They've they've been pretty relentless, but I don't know. I think it's one of those games where you they could play for like two more hours and. and they're not going to score. Well, they're going to play for 90 more minutes on uh, on Sunday. It's going to be the nightcap on Sunday, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, I think yeah, you can see some frustration now, right there, Pineda, with, with the fall. I think they'll come back and they'll win. There's a lot of there's going to be a lot of pressure on Chivas. It's been on Almeida, you know. I don't know if I mentioned this during the show, but they were marketing him as the expert in classicos, you know, for his River Plate background. 
but he hasn't won the Clásico that matters. He lost the two against America, which are first-round Liguilla games. Now he's losing against Atlas. So that would be three Clásicos in a row eliminated. So are you, you, was he like, like an expired mayonnaise, Joel? <laughs> do, do we have to check the label on on, uh, on Almeida? I don't know, man. When you get out right there, it's hard. I've said it many times. It's hard to judge him because you get us known to micromanage. So who knows? Well, I mean, at this point, I mean, I mean, it's not like he's a bad coach, right? So, you, I mean, you want to give him a chance. He's not, but I think you're a team like Chivas. Your priority is the league. Um, you know? Right. They had a, and right now, I would take Vuce over him, but Vuce's not going anywhere near Chivas. Do you think um, they'd pull the plug if if he got bounced after the first round? No, because there's really no one to replace. You know, Iguera, if if he could find, like, say Bielsa, he would do it. Because he already almost did it with the um, that one that other Argentine guy that was in Chile. San Paoli. So, yeah, who he threw them under the bus. You know, that was that was around the time that, and you also had the rumors with with Wusatich, and and that's around the time where it's like, I think he was gonna leave, uh, Almeida was just gonna leave because it pretty much, you know, pretty much becoming obvious that they're about to replace him, and uh, they gave him that one five year deal. Well, I mean, they did have a lot of entries, so wouldn't you give uh, uh, Almeida a pass for the season? Or... No, because I mean, like, like I'm telling you, they, they I, I do, I do think, and I'll, I'll have to do, you know, some looking into it. But I do think it's part of what they did at the, at the start of the season when they got rid of, they got rid of a lot of coaching staff, you know, and they got rid of like some of the physiotherapists and stuff like that. You know, Joel, if if I didn't know any better, you know, and I, and I feel like I'm I'm reading between lines. It sounds like you're you you want a just a straight up limpia total. No, not, not total. I mean, change of ownership would be nice, but <laughs> but I mean, it's poor management to just you know to to not know that that could affect. And, and we were talking about this earlier, John. How it was one of the problems that um. Guardiola had at Bayern where where he started having all these injuries and he ended up ended up with a dispute with, with the you know with the team doctor. It's uh I guess one thing we'll have to figure out Hoyle is uh the injuries were they were they caused by trauma or were they just uh you know muscle injuries? No, I think you know both. So, you know, you can't really, you know, blame anybody for for a trauma. I mean, those, those things just happen. But the muscle injuries, if there's a rash of those, then yeah, you can 
you know, we look at your nutritionist and your trainers and all the other stuff to see, you know, what, you know, what can we do to, to, to minimize this? Cause this is getting ridiculous. You know, it's uh, one of the reasons why our buddy Giovanni always seems to have hamstring problems. You know, he, uh, you know, the rumor is that he likes the, the good life and you know sometimes and there's nothing wrong with that but you know you got to take care of your body because that's how you're you know that that's what you're expected to do so find the balance because you don't think they should enjoy the good life at all do you You they should be just just upstanding young men yeah they need to take care of themselves go home and have vespers well I I think I think that you can you can partake um, and not harm yourself. Well, thank you very much. I don't mind if I do. But uh, but I think the the thing with a lot of the like with Giovanni is sort of the way he plays. Like when he cuts and when he uh, accelerates and decelerates, the way he does it, he's it's sort of prone to those types of injuries. Yeah, but more more the reason for him than to you know figure out what he needs to do so that his body can handle that. Yeah. When you're describing uh, Beto, I mean, like the, the whole stopping and going like really, really fast, the, the, the explosion. Mm-hmm. I mean, any football coach, any football trainer would be able to, to teach you certain techniques or certain exercises uh, to help improve those and help, the, and help improve the durability of your fast switch muscles. I mean, like center, like a, a cornerbacks in football are, are, are sprinting on every play. Right. But it's not just that though. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, that's a huge part of it, but there's also, there's a, there's a, there's a nutritional aspect that can't be ignored. And, uh, you know, I know that, that Lionel Messi was a, was a steak and I forget what was the, the other two things that he just loved eating all the time. And they're like, dude, you know, you, there's no way that you're going to, you know, survive if you, if you if you eat, you have to change your diet. And you know, that, that, uh, if, if if Giovanni hasn't, you know, hopefully he has. But if he hasn't, he needs to. You know, he's not uh, he's not twenty three anymore. You know, he's 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 entering. No, the- he did. He did. He he had. There was his nutritionist. I think Argentina as well, but he, you know, in Italy, that you know. And, and he lost weight as well. And he stopped, stopped being injured so much. Yeah, but but he's also gained weight since he's been at MLS, so. Oh, so yeah. Wait, you were talking about Joe. I was thinking Messi. Did, did one of you guys oh, yeah, yeah. Messi? Yeah, you're Messi, you're right. Yeah, Messi, yeah, yes. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's the guy, you know. This goes to the Chivas players also. The way they play so dynamic and so fast-paced, uh, sprinting and going back and forth. Like even today, Carlos Fierro is getting thrown around all over the place and, and one of those times is injury. And yeah, and, and you, know, like, you know what you mentioned that, uh, Al, is that a lot of these guys are new to this, uh, the coaching staff at Chivas because Camila brought his whole staff, you know, before he was just a coach at the other teams at uh, River Plate and, and said, uh, Racing, whatever. He, he was just a coach. He brought out his, you know, his, his buddies. And 
they just gave him full reins of the team. And I think this is some of the stuff that you need to have people that are just, you know, dedicated to that. These guys are, you know, they're getting paid to learn. And on, G- on the Giovanni note, there uh, soccer nerds on our chat said uh, it's one thing to see a nutritionist, another to have discipline. Giovanni doesn't look like a guy who can eat whatever he wants. Uh, you guys mentioned like uh, is 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 work ethic or is discipline? Um, is there really that? Because I used to think like, you guys getting a little bit chubby in MLS and all this stuff. But what what other proof is there that he really like? No, like, we have no proof at all. This is pure conjecture. Okay, because I sort of want to. No, I mean, I mean, you, you you can see. I mean, there were times where you could see when he was overweight. I mean, it's you little, know his his cheeks were a little chunkier and you know you a little wiggle when he was running over in the in the in the belly area. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, you knew that there was some. He also has a tendency to walk, which you can't help but notice. Oh uh, yeah. For some reason, he seems to stick out more than most uh, in, in, in when you see him just standing around. Because, I mean, uh, <laughs> I was going to feel weird mentioning this, but, you know, the whole Instagram stuff and the Snapchat. Uh, I follow Gio, and he's posted some workout pictures, like riding the bike, and I'm sure he's having fun and stuff, but... uh Without a shirt, he doesn't look pretty chubby. He looks pretty, pretty, pretty cut, huh? Because <laughs> at first I did thought, okay, okay, he's going to MLS. Let me see how uh, out of shape he is and all this. But uh, so, no, I mean, he was when he first got to MLS, he definitely put on the pound. There's no question. I mean, it was you and saw it. All these players need to be more like uh, Ronaldo and just like post shirtless pics on Instagram. Hey, man. Talking about this, he used to smoke two packs a day, and he played, and he did just fine. That's Beto's vice: is going on Instagram and looking at football players' physiques. That's right. Yeah. You were very you were very descriptive, uh, Chickies, when you were talking about. <laughs> you about, understand the player's psyche, they're, they're, what they're doing, like Pulido's out there partying on the on the on the boats off of Guadalajara and. Like singing and mariachi and all this stuff. Yes. All right, so let's uh, you know talk about another player who's uh, more you know one hundred percent guaranteed to be at the Confed Cup, but who hasn't really uh, scored maybe what two two three goals uh, in twenty seventeen uh, at least for his club, and that's uh, Chicharito, who uh, for whatever reason uh, yeah, he came back with the FIFA virus and was hurt and and hasn't had he's played like one half since. Uh, since then, so he hasn't he hasn't played since uh, since the end of March, basically. Is that uh, is that good, bad, indifferent? Doesn't matter. I think it depends. Um, I like the um, I'm, the optimistic side of me thinks that it's a good thing because it means he's totally fresh, won't have any kind of fatigue going into the tournament. And he's also going to be hungry to to to, to put on a good showing because he's 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 basically putting himself on the shop window. And if he has a really good tournament, then uh, maybe he can make a significant move. 
Well, let's be honest. I mean, this is the uh, the first break that Chicharito's gotten since what twenty twelve. You know, so 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 yeah, maybe he will be a little fresher then for the uh, for the tournament. We're, we're talking Chicharito. We've we've moved on to the to, to the Cheech Hoyle. Keep up, man. Keep up. No. Um, he uh, has has uh, been benched. There was a coaching change at Leverkusen, so he hasn't been playing. But a lot of their regulars really well, uh, you know, at least because you know, I've you know been a Leverkusen fan all my life, so I was so happy when Chicharito uh, joined him. So you know, you know, you start paying attention a little more. And it seems like they're, they're, it's not just he that he's been missing. Like, like the the, the uh, was it Kellerabi? Uh, doesn't seem to be playing that much. There's some other guys too. So maybe the, I'm not sure what they're doing, but I mean they're they're stuck like in 12th or 13th place. So uh, there's really no point in him being there that much longer. So you're right, uh, Dan. That uh, a, a really good showing at the Confed Cup will. Uh, no need, no need for that long, John. There's, uh, there's no need. There's... You have been keeping price on Chicharo. With Zlatan injured, he said that the way Manu is playing under under his system, Chicharo could easily score 20. So you think the special one's going to bring Chicharo in? He's, he said already in more than one occasion. He's, he's, you know, first he said he would have never told him. And then on Giovanni the is actually 28 years old today, so happy birthday, Giovanni. I'm sorry, as you were saying. I'm sure those words gave him a, gave him a chubby. So, uh, yes. Yes, because we know that Giovanni is one of the, the, one of the folks that are, that are listening to us now. Uh, for, if you guys are just joining us, we, uh, we did start a little late. Uh, we do apologize for that, but, uh, thank you guys for joining us. Our, our chat's open, and I don't think Cheeky set up a telephone number this week, but, uh, feel free to, uh, let us know what your what your thoughts are on uh, at least on the first leg of the Liga games and who y'all think is going to uh, take the take the title based on what you've seen. Uh, what's your gut your gut reaction after what you've seen in the first game, the first leg for all four teams? So we, I think uh, I think every I think everybody's money's on Tigres right now. That is, you think that's where the smart money where. where, where is right now who it is on Tigres, or is that where the, uh, the, the or is it the smart everyone, money and the dumb money? Everyone put all their shekels on Tigres. <laughs> well, they uh, they did they, they certainly uh, did not uh, disappoint. You could win and posing with their game yesterday. Yeah. You know. So and, do you think that Tigres has been uh, well? Just just you know. Going into the end of the season, Monterrey had had picked up some steam, and to lose like that, and and and, and the series in in uh, Liga out of five games, Monterrey had won four, and all four of them they beat in uh, Tuca. You think, Joel, that uh, that Tigres has a a pair of bullets, and then and then they drew and they drew the uh, the third ace on the flop. No, I, I just think you know, just the players they have, and they just you know pick up steam or they just improve, and and they're doing well, it at the right moment right now. 
you know, the, to me, the the biggest move, uh, and I'm not sure if, if the guy's uh, injured or not, but when uh, Edu Vargas came out of the lineup and uh, Tuca put the Serarayan guy in, made a huge difference. Uh, <clears throat> I'm not sure why they even picked up Edu Vargas, to be honest, because he really hasn't really mishmashed all that well, and it just uh, doesn't seem like he... Uh, you know, is really kind of you know fits what they're doing at least, uh, and especially when he's put out of position like he had been, and he, and he was in the uh, Conca Champions. But you're right, though. It's uh, they have just an unbelievable amount of talent, and 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 their talent is playing well right now. So that that makes them a very dangerous team. You always you always hear that when Tigres wants to win or wants to play well, then they will. But uh, also, I think on the on on Univision, a stat they gave was that Gignac uh, only scored one, has only scored one goal against Monterrey in the Clásicos his entire career. His entire career, he's played like five Clásicos. Oh, yeah, however many Clásicos that is. And then he scores two here, so I think they just uh, they feel that they're feeling the pressure from having lost the Conca Champions, and and they need something to show for all the talent because they're the, they're they're pretty much the stacked team in Liga MX. Uh-huh. You know, and that's what makes uh, their their loss to Pachuca all that much more baffling. Yeah, or 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 you could look at it as 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 Pachuca's victory that much more impressive because I mean it was uh, it was Gonzalez and then the I think the, the the Colombian guy whose name escapes and where are there are there two uh, Sagueros. So they were you know it was impressive they 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 they, they shut down the offense that in the past six or seven mm-hmm. games were averaging like you know like three and a half goals a game. Which is, you know, insane right now. So kudos to them for uh, for pulling that one off. So they beat uh, Monterrey four uh, one, and uh, I was thinking for Monterrey, man, if they, when it was still three zero, if they can get one goal, then they have a real, a very realistic chance of uh, of, of, of of winning by two by two goals in in. Uh, in the Tamalera, but uh, right after that happened, Duenas got the the, the fourth goal. Who and, and so this kid Duenas had a, just another terrific game. I believe, uh, you know, he's. I don't think he's going to be. Uh, I don't think he should be going to the uh, Confed Cup. I think he's going to be a, be a great player to have as a starter for the for the Gold Cup. And uh, he played really well for Tigres. In this game, you know, certainly uh, Gignac got the other two goals, but I mean, this game really controlled the uh, controlled the game really well, uh, con- uh, conducting from the midfield. Very, very impressive outing by uh, by Mister Young Mister Duenas. Chiki, so yeah, I know you're a big Tigres fan. Are you? Uh, are, 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 have you have you started making plans to go down to the to the Macro Plaza when the uh, when it's time to celebrate? Need to see need to see when exactly that is and where I'll be because that would be pretty cool to go down there. That would be fun. Let me look at that calendar. If they, yeah, if they make it to the final. Yeah, so it'll be like in two weeks. Uh, 
Oh, in two weeks. Yeah, Monterrey's not that, you know, it's only like a five-hour drive for us, Chiquis. We, we, you know, we really should go down to Monterrey. But let's go in the winter because I don't want to sit in the Tamalera in, in April or May. I, I couldn't imagine. In, in, in two weeks, you said? I'm pretty sure, yeah, because this is the quarterfinal, so next week the semis, and the week after that will be the uh, the final. Chicky's already making plans for the final to go down to Monterrey. How about that? I can't. I'll be in. That's how, that's how confident he is. Yeah, they they should, should. Uh, the, the, the second game, uh, Chiquis, was uh, – I know we've been avoiding it all night, but I think it's something we need to talk about, and that's uh, Santos's uh, 4-1 loss to Toluca, which, uh, frankly, not many folks uh, saw coming. Uh, Santos was able to equalize early in the second half, but just not – 30 seconds later, uh, Toluca got the second goal, kind of broke their back, and then Santos gave up uh, a third to fourth, and it was uh, 4-1 to Toluca, uh, and then you go down to the Bombonera to, to close out the, the tie down there. I'm going to talk to uh, I'll ask the, our, our resident Santos expert, Dan. Is, uh, is Should you just go ahead and start thinking about next season? Is, is it time for the players to... Uh, Start thinking about making some tea times over on the coast. Maybe go deep sea fishing. Yes, it's over. Yeah, yeah. I give them no shot. Will you watch it with honor, or will you have some? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch like a hopeful fan and and, and pray for a miracle. And because you know, it, I'll, I'd actually be somewhat surprised if they don't make a game of it, just because the way this league and the way the Ligias tend to work out, I mean, no league, no lead uh, seems to be safe. Um, I seem to recall their last championship, they had a, what, like a 6-0 advantage or something, and, and almost squandered it, so I, it wouldn't surprise me if, if they if they made it interesting, but I don't, I don't see it happening. Though. Joel... What does yes, this mean for Chepo if uh, if, uh, if if Santos loses? Uh, what what is this a good step for Chepo to, to get to the Liguilla? Is that was that the, the minimum for him? Uh, would it to be considered a successful season or? Yes, of or course. Is it always it a disappointment? No, uh, they were. Um, that was part of the thing. Was first to to qualify, and also to make enough points where. You know, they're, they're, they climb higher up in the relegation chart. When the percent, I should say the percentage chart. Sure. I think they, they got those two things. The third thing is they've been introducing a lot of the young players, bringing them on. I believe the correct term is the relegation quotient. <laughs> yeah, it's just all confusing. But, so I yes. think that, yeah, they did. They, they made, they made those three things. Which, you know, um, well, you know, if, if that's the case, well, and, 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 and and I do believe you're correct. If that is the case, and isn't this this four one loss more of a disappointment because you would think that the team would have been a little looser? But no, yeah. Uh, but Dan just bring up a big, uh, a huge point that the, like they they lost probably their two most important players to red cards in in pre in the previous two two draw with the Luca uh, over over the weekend. So yeah, and and when, you know they were. They were known for their defense, so for them to fall apart, it is it is disappointing. But I wouldn't I won't throw away 
what they've done throughout the season, you know, just because one, that's the thing about Liguilla, you know, one bad game and people will forget everything you've done throughout throughout the season. Now, I can attest to the fact as a Pumas fan, even against Santos, that that, that, that a three-goal lead in the Liguilla is, is, is never safe. I've seen, I've seen Santos uh, come back from a, a, a 3-0 Against Pumas, you know, it's almost like when you when you watch the first uh, back when they had uh, uh, Achita, Pumas ended up winning the that tie. Yeah, obviously they had the final against Tigres where they were down three zero, and then uh, you know went to Seu and 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 sent that one the extra time, and then we had uh, in, in, in the semifinal that that same Liguilla, Pumas going up three zero to America in in. The Estadio Azteca, and then going to Seúl and and hang, barely hanging on. So there's no question that that Santos can uh, can pull off a miracle. And as Dan said, no one would be surprised. You know, we we, we become desensitized to it. You know, it's, well, I mean, keep in mind. I mean, the first two games, there were five goals. Right. So. You know, yeah, watch, watching Liga Mekis is like watching Game of Thrones. The thing really violent happens. You know, you're so used to it happening that when you watch the scene, you're like, "Oh man, they really lit that really nice." You know, you just you totally forget what you're watching because it's so expected. The contrast in stadiums, though, I was disappointed in in, in, some, in Pelgrim. There was like whole sections of just empty seats. Well, yeah, but th- th- it filled up. But I think that that section of empty seats was for the Toluca fans. It was reserved for Toluca fans. Well, even even not okay, not even that section, but like even in the rest of the stadium, really close to that. Well, it started off like that, but it, but it filled up by the end of the game. It was it was it was very full at the end of the game. Yeah, I'll have to look, but I, I that's on that. I should look. Now the Volcan was full from the very beginning. Yeah, that's what I was. Those people, those people don't mess around. Even uh, well, to be honest, this is Chivas. Even in Atlas, it's now that that was pretty full. Standing there. No, Atlas looked good tonight, and and Morelia had some empty spots. But you know, it's hard for. Uh, I mean, I know that Tigres fans are you know it's, it's an exception, but even they. Uh, they started arriving like two hours early, but uh, you know, the, 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 the day of labor in Mexico ends a lot later than it does in this country. It doesn't end at five. It ends at, you know, sometimes seven, even eight o'clock. So it's hard for folks to get out of work and go to stadiums when they're playing at 7.30. Even, 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 even 9.30 sometimes. So, um, so it, it it is somewhat understandable, and it's one of the reasons why that they would prefer to have games on at nine, because then they know they're going to have um, more people at home watching, and, and and the ability for the fans to get to the stands. So, and then earlier today we had uh, Cholos lose to uh, Morelia one zero in Morelia. And the unfortunate uh, news from Morelia was that uh, their uh, their Peruvian uh, striker and Liga MX scoring champion for the second consecutive season, Zerri Diaz, uh, the Peruvian, uh, left the game injured. So they're going to have a really hard time. Um, they need to score some goals in, in, in Tijuana to do that. So hopefully uh, 
Hopefully they'll pull it out. I'm not going to lie. I was I was rooting for for Monarcas today. I think Dan, you were also rooting for Monarcas since you're your adopted team now. My butterflies, yes. Your little your little butterflies. Yes, I'm, 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 my my new adopted uh, fan, uh, team. Absolutely. That's so sweet. That's so sweet, Dan. Well, let's uh, hope that that uh, works out for you better than what had happened uh, last night in. Well, I mean, like I said, my original pick is Tigres, so um, at least uh, from my pick standpoint, uh, I, I look good. But Chicky, yeah. do you remember who you picked? Uh-uh. Oh, yeah. yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember either. I do not remember either. All right, gentlemen. So, so we expect Tigres to advance. Yes, correct. Oh, you know, we, we haven't talked about this. The, uh, is the Atlas-Chivas uh, game that just ended. 1-0 to Atlas. Joel, is that going to be enough to push Atlas through, considering how bad Chivas has been tra- scoring goals? Is one goal going to be enough over 180 minutes of, of, of Clásico Tapatio? Well, you know, I've been saying that they've been struggling, so who knows? You know, they they could they could, uh, they could just break break from that bad string of results and have a goal fest where they could continue on that. Yeah, by this point, it could probably even be mental now. Now, I have a question. Like Pulido, Pulido, or just to finish, even Pulido has been, been a bit of a letdown because this is, you know, these are the games where he needs to he needs to show his work. This is why they paid him the big bucks. That's right. Yeah, not, not you know, because we have a bunch of players, but and that's one thing that's been making Chivas look better than they are, and it's it's all the Copa MX glory, you know. <laughs> now, Joel, as a Chivas fan, you know, a few weeks ago when the Cruz Azul brought the brought the Bruja out to uh, to lift the curse of the, on the stadium. Yes, sir. As a Chivas fan, would you would you rather have have the Chivas front office hire a Bruja to come and you know do something? Or just right before the game, have this guy come out and do this. What do you think would 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 help the team find the net more? A Bruja or or Vicente doing that? No, before, Vicente. Before the game? Yeah, he could be standing on top of the stadium, you know. See, that would even be even cooler if they put him on one of those, like, you know, like the sky cam that, that they use. If they put Vicente on one of those, you just, you know, zip him from one end of the stadium to the other while he's, while he's belting out. That'd be fantastic. He'll have a heart attack, man. That guy's Ruko. guy's Abuelo. Is it true that his son, uh, this week came really close, really close to, to, oh, video you know, the stage while he was performing? Did it happen? I mean, I, I don't see it. That's I, I, I feel terrible because that's you know that's. You can see him regurgitate, but he didn't spew. Oh. <laughs> but so but he, there's video. There, there's he was coughing video. up a fur ball, but he pushed it back down. Yeah, he kept. Yeah, he he walks away from the stage. Oof, poor guy. I would have just hurled into the front row fans, you know. Because look, just the paper let it, let it you got the VIP, you know. That's that's what they, they want. That experience, yeah, you want. That's right. They I, want the... I, I got, I got, you know, I got Chente Junior's DNA and got this gunk. 
Now, Joel, uh, how much of uh, of Chivas's inability to uh, to score tonight would would you put squarely on the shoulders of of, of Carlos Fierro, who just? Oh uh... uh, no, Fierro's not. See, that's the thing. Fierro's not the twenty million. He's not the twenty million or the eighteen million, or you know, he's right. one of the he's one of the cantera guys who's who almost became a. Uh, um, you know, second division player, you know, is about, about to be forgotten. But, I mean, no, nah, not much, not much. I mean, I, I would love it if he could score, but. I would put a lot, man. He's He's been, you know, he hasn't. He hasn't been in the same team long enough for him, you know. Right, and he's had like what, like eight different coaches since he's been at Chivas. Yeah, that's where that's where they messed up because that they were giving him continuity, and and he was playing good. Uh, he wasn't scoring, but he was he was a big part of Omar Bravo, you know. It was a setup, and Bravo was just scoring. He had his mojo back. And as soon as they, they they got rid of that, even even Bravo tried out. Did Carlos Fierro have his his best moments as a Chiva under under Chepo? I don't know. I, I think he was beginning to have some good moments right now with with, with Almeida, but not nothing like stand out. just to give him playing time. Just and and it takes a you know. It's more than a season, it's, and in Mexico we play half seasons, so it's more than half a season. You, you gotta get, you know. I, I think Almeida was talking about a lot of the players saying a lot of his youth players don't even have sixty games with the first team. I think it's simpler though for, in, in this game in particular against Atlas. Pierro wasn't the 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 main player like Pulido should have been, but he was the guy that was distributing, that was taking it on the wing, and Pulido is just the guy that needs to receive it. So the whole point is getting it to Pulido, and that's Guerrero's job, which he wasn't doing. He was just crossing and taking it on the wing and crossing. It, it, it was like it was like watching a left-footed Gringo Castro is what it was. was, what yeah, it was. Exactly. So, so yeah. I would blame it all on Fierro. Or if you want to blame it on Pulido, Pulido should have put it onto the wing and took his job or something, and Almeida should have told Fierro, okay, um, you don't need... I think you're going to step away. The chick is not ready. Man, he is throwing, he's he's throwing some major shade at your boy. He got muted. Well, no, no he, he can't put so much on that guy. Come on, man. Well, okay, I'll put it on Almeida. Almeida should have told him, hey, quick crossing, quit taking it on the wing, cut it back in. <laughs> But, and, uh, but that's, that's it. They does what they practice, you know. That's what they practice as what Almeida wants. That's what he's gonna do, you know. He he, he doesn't go and play his own game. He, but that's that's not how they've scored. Like uh, Chivas has scored all their goals pretty much not on off of cross. Hey, well, well, I mean, what does it tell you when Almeida he substituted trophies? You know, put put some kid with number two hundred ninety seven. That's in total. Sure. Was, I mean, why, but he, why take, not he takes trophies out. He takes trophies out of out of every game. I mean, but I mean, what does that tell you if he's leaving Fierro over trophies? And he gave trophies on number ten. 
coveted number ten. Man. That's basic. That's basic coaching, though, man. Because Fierro's the one that's hustling, that's doing something. Trophies. What was he even doing? He was just like standing around, you know, didn't get the ball much. I don't think. So take out the player. Fierro's at least hustling. You know where Trophies? He needs to go to. He needs to go with Tuca. Tuca. Tuca set him straight. <laughs> send him to the second division team. Man. Straight to. What was it, Tigrillos? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he did to Loquito Garcia, man. That guy oh, really? was, he was a trophies, man. Back in his time. He was he was from Atlas. I don't know if you guys remember. Trophies in his time, that's right. Didn't he he was to, doing really good, man. Yeah. Didn't he go to MLS? She was USA. Yeah. She was USA. And then he ended up returning to Tigres, and he just couldn't cut it. They, he ended up playing in, in the affiliate second division team. Yeah, you know, uh, was another thing that's cool about this league, guys, that uh, uh, San Borja and Osvaldo Martins, I think, are playing. And uh, if only Moises would have made yeah, somehow, some, then like all the Americans made it, and America wouldn't have. That would have been pretty uh, classic. Oh, and by the way, how interesting is it that uh, now that uh, Sambuesa is with Toluca, like, like, I mean, one, his, his act has cleaned up considerably. And two, uh, you know, because of that fact, you know, that he's, he's getting a little bit more um, wiggle from the refs than, than he ever did when he was with America. How interesting is that? Well, that is sort of. All right, so uh, so 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 we all agree. Tigres, Tigres makes it out. Tigres and Toluca are probably going to make it out, right? Yep. All right. Uh, Cholos and Morelia. Uh, I mean, I personally believe that Cholos will have no problem, but I could be wrong. No, I'm not going to be wrong. They will have no problem. Cholos goes through. I think so as well. Dan? Oh, Dan. Had the Dan we, did we lose Dan? Yeah. Or did we lost Lieutenant Dan? All right. Injected. <laughs> Chickies, you say, uh, you say Cholos goes through. Joel, you're going to upset all your Southern California. <laughs> Cholos. Cholos no, I, I'm, I'm on the Cholos train. And especially if Rivas is injured. But I, I do think that Losing one zero is not that bad, you know. No, it's not. It's not a bad away away result. They're gonna score goals. Another team that lost one zero is uh, is Chivas Joel. So, what is your what? Yeah, but Chivas hasn't been able to score. They haven't been well, able to score. Well, that's what I'm asking. What is what is what does your gut tell you? Just is Chivas are Chivas gonna make it through, or is it gonna be another fracaso in the? To, it's to a coin toss for me right here, John. When was the last time Atlas beat anybody in the Liga? Man. The last the last the last time they faced each other was two years ago. And it, well, it was like fight. Yeah, it was like one one at the, the only life. Yeah. And then uh, Fabian scored the hat trick at the Jalisco and, and and they won like four one or something, but and it was like during the day, right? It was it was like at four o'clock, some weird time, and yeah. 
And then the, the 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 fans got upset and they had a pitch invasion and they had to stop the game early. Good times. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm asking a serious question. When was the last time Atlas won? A, I can't a, remember, a man. Serious. I think at the you know who we need to, for this. I, I we need to go the to the Citadel. Well, the last time they got to the final was what in '97, '97, '98, when you had. I think it was '97. Marquez right. was the captain, and they went to penalties, and uh, Cardoso was the main guy, and, and La Volpe was the coach. So, man, that's <laughs> that's a long time ago. Because I mean, I, I started really, really paying attention again, like around 2004, 2005. And I, I just I cannot remember Atlas even even you know even making the league yeah much less you know winning winning one. I'm sure we have we have Atlas fans that are that are that are that are listening. Maybe they can they can tune us into what uh, what's going on with that. Well, that's going to make it more disgraceful once uh, Chivas loses. So you're saying Atlas is going to win, Chiquis? They're going to win the win the tie. I think they're going to squeak by. Joel? I'm, I'm going to leave it at a coin toss because I, I think that there's some there's some gas left in the tank where they could, you know, mejorar su punteria and put a couple of them in. <laughs> yeah. That, that pretty much, it's, it's there, man. It, it's somewhere in there. Uh, so if Almeida could could tweak the team and get it out, yeah, they have that to to beat Atlas. But if if they continue of how they've been for the past month, maybe even longer, then that it, that could be all she wrote, and it would be a big fracaso for 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 the team. Okay, so let's do uh, Metalero who's on the chat. Okay. Smack. He, he has no room oh, to God talk bless tonight. That. God bless that boy. That was good to have uh, <laughs> joining us. He needs to be on in on this side, so we could talk uh, Cruz Azul and and what's going on over there with the cementeros. I think he's been a Cruz Azul fan for like eighty years or so. Cruz Azul is 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 is, is like watching a, you know, like a, like a really, really drunk girl at a at a wedding who's just having a, just a massive freak out. No. You know, you, you you can't watch it, but you can't turn away. You know, you just you're just mesmerized <laughs> by this just this just 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 mass. You know, you know, just this massive hot mess. It, you know, just having this 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 explosion it's just it's it's so fascinating to watch such a proud team hopefully they'll uh, hopefully they'll get it going again Pobrecitos. it's enjoyable they did they, they they did win their last game they did beat leon in the, in, the, in the last game of the season. Is it next season when they're going to Azteca? Yes. So, I mean, cause, because you're saying the curse is be next to the cemetery. 
So yeah, maybe maybe that would help. I'll tell you what they need to do, Joel, is is not only go back to the Azteca while they're built, but they should also go. Uh, I don't know if the stadium's there anymore, but go play in the old uh, what was it like once de diciembre, diez de diciembre stadium in Hidalgo where they would play like once oh, once a year or so. That's before my time, but Metalero will know. He probably had. I bet you, bet you, bet you, Metalero would, would you know, wishes that he was born on the 10 de diciembre. No, well, well, for for the good news for Cruz uh, Azul fans is that they're expected to spend a, a lot of money this coming. Don't season. they always? No, no, like really open up the, you know. Get a get a. Uh, because this past season, what, what, how much did they pay for, you know, cartucho quemado, like, what, two million, three million? I'm I'm talking about, you know, bring in some some big names. The next see, season. see, I I was right. You know, there he goes, uh, Metalero, to say that he was born on the December. So. <laughs> you know, so, so you know, the Sorting Hat didn't even have to. Didn't have to. It was, it was a no brainer for the for the. You know, I feel like we should call the not the sorting. We should call it the Sorting Sombrero to, to to determine. You know, the one that you wear to determine what team you're going to be a fan of. So, so Metalero was you know since, since the day he was born, he had no choice. I told you when we had a uh, Jason, uh, when we had Marquitos on a few weeks ago, and uh, he was talking about all this Cruz Azul history stuff, and it was bringing up all these just awful—well, not awful, but like just memories of me just just hating Cruz Azul when I was a little kid because <laughs> they used to win everything, and they also they used to beat my point. And just they were just like the—they were the glamour team when I was. They were—I mean—they they were like the Tigres of. Uh, of uh, back then, they were just the absolute uh, flavor of the month. Just this unbelievably popular team. God, I wish I could remember the. Uh, I know they had Wendy uh, Miguel Marin and Wendy Mendizabal, and I can't remember if the if, if Caliman Guzman was uh, if he'd already retired by that point or not. But uh, they had they had a just a really good team. They were they were. Uh, I hated. I just hated them. It was weird. It was, it was like a repressed memory that, that just that just came rushing back when uh, we had Marquitos on. We should have Marquitos on again. Maybe, maybe Marquitos and uh, and Metalero can have a have a Cementero versus Cementero segment. <laughs> Which failure was the greatest failure? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like we would have Johnny Rico and Ronnie talk about which refs cost America games. You know, like you know, contests to see who can name. The referee, because they always seem to know the ref. Like, like Ronnie's like, yeah, and then that ref. That's ref Rodney. You know, Fulano de Tal, yeah, robbed America in the 2003 semifinal second. Don't y'all remember? Well, like, we're, we're on that subject. I'm going to say it, and this was a Chivista. I think that meme, you have to put it to sleep, man. The refs help America, me. Because, you know, if they were going to help them, we're talking about a team that, they needed they needed one point out of nine just to qualify, and they lost all three games, and two of them were at home. So, I, so if they are getting help, the refs are doing a bad job there, John. I've never thought that they, you know, that the, the refs don't help them or hurt them. 
any more than any any other team. That's uh, I've always felt about. Uh, but but you're right though. Uh, they uh, they had all they had to do is get that one point, and then uh, and then they were in, and then Morena knocked them out with with with, with the. Uh, which which must suck for La Volpe because he was he was in that situation of when you went to Argentina with Boca Juniors. And the, yeah, but, the but, but, was but that was when he won the championship. Yeah, he had to win just one game in the last three, and he didn't do it. <laughs> no, I mean, but to go to that same scenario again, you know, you would think he would have learned his lesson. Which he recently said he doesn't want to coach anymore. He, he said, said he, he wants, wants to do the uh, the younger division, which I, I'm I'm frankly very very cool with. If, if that's what he wants to do, I got no problem with that. I think he'd be terrific at it. Yeah, they, they could give him under twenty three or you know under twenty. You know what I would love for La Volpe if if he went and took that over for the uh, for the national team, the the the, the youth system, if he oversaw it. Yeah, and, and look look at the amount of games that 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 the youth that the youth teams play. Um, for the for the recent under seventeen, they they just won. They qualified to the World Cup and and they won the Concacaf qualifier, which is the third it's the third uh, you know third straight time that they win it in a row. And uh, and the coach I forget his name, but he was talking about. He played about 60, 60 international games. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a perfect job for him because there's no, there's no massive media exposure. Although he's been, you know, at least in his tenure at America, he was, I mean, very calm. You know, other than the where he baited the Cruz Azul coach and into, uh, into a, a little, a little pissing match at the Clásico. And we'll call it the Clásico Joven Joven. I know you get mad at that, so call it the, the Clásico Capitalino. That sounds better. El Clásico del Sur. Anyway, uh, but he, but uh, and then he gets to do what he loves to do, which is coach. And let's be honest, uh, as far as schools of uh, of of soccer that that, that, that permeate or in in, in Liga MX, La Volpismo is certainly uh, one of one of the most influential. So. I mean, it would it wouldn't be awful if 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 the kids learned to play that, you know, that style, which obviously is what they, what they would probably do. It would uh, it would be a good fit, I think. Yeah, he could do something similar to what Potro did, where he took, you know, he had the squats in the under fifteen and took them all the way to the under twenty three. Right. Yeah, but I'm saying take over. I'm saying take take the whole thing over and then look at all the use. Oh, I'm saying, I'm saying be, be ahead of the of the U program. That's what I'm saying. I don't I don't know about that one, John. All right, so I'm 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 the president of FMF, and I'm <laughs> about to make the hire. So talk me out of it. It just I just has to be. No, I have no argument for that. I just—it's just a gut feeling. Oh, really? That is hilarious. That's just so. It's just a. So hey, sometimes you have to trust. 
your gut instincts, John. Really? And, yes, and, and and you and you are my 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 favorite counsel. So if you're saying, well, if my if, if your gut's telling you no, then you know what? No, I, I mean because you you have to see just overall. I mean, I guess it's worth a try. You could give them a four year cycle and see how that's going. You know, so you can always do that. I mean, but I mean, Sarah, I mean, can you think of any any other coach in Mexico that that would be? Better suited to to run a U to run a U system, other than your boy, of course. Well, that's that's the thing. I mean, I know he likes working with you, but aside from Atlas, I mean, what other team did you really like count on so that's many thing, though, players? It, it, that's what makes it so important. Isn't it? Is it he 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 finds players? I think his ego wouldn't allow him to work in the in those divisions where he's not being. I don't think he. I don't think he gives a crap about that stuff anymore. Maybe I mean, he, he, he's a changed guy. With age, he's actually uh, matured. You're saying? Yeah, and I mean, if, if, if and, and, and and in the youth system, I mean, seriously, the result really can't be like the most important thing. I mean, it's, it's developing the players, right? I mean, and and, and that's what he does best. At least in, 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 this, in this portion of his career. So if he discovers the gems and they go on to play League on X and, and do well, it'll be, hey, that's La Volpe. And they say, ese país lo hice yo. <laughs> yeah, it'll be the base of the selection. Oh, we say, ese país yo lo formé. No, I, I, I do think it would be, uh, it would be, and, and especially now with, uh, with Jimmy Bathsalts, uh, moving to him. And then they got rid of the guy that, uh, that blew up the team. Did you notice that, Joel? Yeah, I knew. I put him on the, uh, yeah, the guy that, that blew up the team and blamed it on Pelaez. What was his name again? Yeah, that guy. He's on his way out too. So now it's going to be Santiago Baños and, 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 uh, and Yoho. How is that gonna How's that gonna work out? Yeah, that that's gonna be interesting to see how how the team does. Essentially, like they, they created this the way. I see, they created like a negative environment because they have all these really high expectations, which is gonna be a bit. Well, the the bigger question is why on earth would you go from being the Basically, the general manager of the national team to assuming the same role for 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 a club team. What what is going on for that for that move to happen? Because you got to get a blessing from the same guy to be in both. So, does he have to quit the national team? Yes, he's leaving oh. the national team. So if, he's no longer Australia's Uber driver. Exactly, he's no longer a trophy. <laughs> Yeah, that, that see that that was like a dumb move from FMF where you put where you put a guy who was in you know in church of placing uh, orange cones and and he's above he, the coach you know the manager 
and, and he's not that knowledgeable. And, you know what I mean? Well, that's I guess that's my question is is, is do you think that uh, that 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 Jimmy Bathsalts is being Santiago Baños is being forced out? Not forced out, but I mean he's just you know. Dude, like, why? Well, why else would he go from from run, from running the national team to 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 going to America? I mean, but it's it's. it's I mean, I don't, wouldn't you take it though? I mean, you're you're assistant coach one day, right? Right. And you're the head of the then, national team the next day. And yeah, and the next day they promote you. <laughs> so I mean the. The company doing that is they're paying you nicely, so they demote you, but you're still getting paid. That guy's almost like big kid. I don't know if you guys see uh, Silicon Valley. Yes, he's like big kid. He's just there and he he's getting all this promotion and all this money. He's not really doing anything. Fortune and glory. That is hilarious. <laughs> Fortune and glory from Indiana Jones. Right. Big head, you 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 are absolutely right. What I think is messed up is how uh, everyone's talking right now. How uh, Piojo is going to be going to America, and it just makes Cholo seem like a redheaded stepchild. You know, like Piojo's with them right now, but his real his real first love. No, no, no. Um, I'm gonna stop you there, Al. He he had. I think that was. That was that was like negotiated since way back. Like I think he had a clause or, or his contract. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop. You. I'm gonna stop you both. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Well, let, let me finish because they well, had even the dude from uh, Jorge Ramos. He had even said that that you know this was after the national team when when they they put it out Piojo. And the team that was offering him a job was Cruz Azul. So, so the news that had leaked was that Televisa told him, uh, "Don't, don't go to Cruz Azul. Uh, take the job at Cholos, and, and we'll have an opening for you soon enough. Either, either the national team or back at America." That's exactly my point. <clears throat> America is the consolation prize for both of them. Oh. Well, definitely for Piojo. Because they're like, hey, you know what? This guy looks like he's going to stick around for the rest of the year, so we'll just let you have a medic instead. Wait, so he can't stay with Cholos? Is what he can't stay there? He can. I mean, where would you go? Chiquis. Uh, if Cholos wins, I would stay. Really? Because I would go for another one. But uh, I would never go for. I would never go with America. And with their recent with their recent management performances and dealings that they've done, they're just a disgrace. <laughs> but wow. I. I understand he's like a like an uh, 
you know, he has love for the club and everything. So, Joel, would you uh, would you jump to America from Cholos, given the opportunity, even even if you lead him to a championship, or are you like cheeky? So are you are, are you are you loyal and you'll stick around? Wait, I'm, I'm sorry. Can can you repeat the first part? So if, if you're if you're coaching Cholos, right, you lead him to a championship. America comes calling. Where are you going? Well, I mean, it's a bit unfair question. I'm a Chivista. I would stay at Cholos. But I, I do feel that at Cholos, he could, you know, he could do his own thing. That America, it's it's the whole too many chiefs, not enough Indian syndrome. Eventually, you're going to have other people coming in and telling you who to get or, or who to play. And, and True. But know, let's not also you, underestimate how much of a... Hey, but he he said, you, "What's the sound clip that he said?" No soy, no soy un titere. He said it. No one tells Piojo what to do. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, and I, I, was, I was thinking about this like like the other day because I, I think this is one of the this is one of the things that hurts Mexican coaches, uh, not not playing in. In a Copa Libertadores, because that, that's also a vitrina for coaches, you know, and and, if, and for Mexican teams not taking that tournament serious, and also the way our Mexico the Mexican league is structured. So you know, obviously, um, other leagues don't don't see our format as as competitive. So so I so I, I feel like. We miss out on that tournament. It uh, it'll more than likely be back within the next couple of years, I think. When the uh... yeah, but but also it's taking it serious. You, you you know what I mean, John? Oh no, because a lot of times teams would would send their like their bench or they'll send the youth teams. The last two teams that had the, the the run, obviously Tigres went to the final, so they obviously took it seriously. I mean, to the point where they 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 brought. I mean, you you allowed to bring in three refuerzos, and one of them was Gignac, so they obviously took it very seriously. And then when Pumas played a couple of years ago, they made it. Uh, did they make it to the semis or to the uh, quarters? And then they lost in penalties to make it to the semis. You know, they also took it very very seriously. So. I think that I think the trend was starting to lean that way more, Joel. I think the teams were starting to understand what an opportunity it was to, to play in that tournament, and yeah. uh, and then they so, got taken, then they got taken away. So, yeah, I, I don't think that, that's hurting us. Not valuing a tournament, like not just the coaches, but also like players. Where were it, it's a vitrina, you know? Sure. That, that's why, like, we could have. They're like Chucky. If 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 Pachuca was playing Libertadores and Chucky was doing what he does at that level, he would be more highly rated. Right, or at least the price tag that they put on it would be a little more justified. Yeah. So so I mean, doing it against León and 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 you know Puebla and, and Chiapas, that's, that's not gonna convince you know. And the foreign what, teams. What about Chavlas? <laughs> That's it. 
So, so you never asked, answered our question. Does, 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 does Chivas advance? Yes or no? Tengo miedo. Tengo miedo. Exactly. Oh man. You know what, John? I'm, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say they do. Well, you have no choice but to say they do. No, what I saw today, they, they were, they were more on the attack than not. Okay, so your heart says Chivas. What does your head say Chivas too? Is, is, is your whole body? In no. lockstep with your heart, or, or is there some no, doubt? No, it, it's the same. I just think you know, if they improve their punteria, they they could go through. Do you drink more when Chivas wins or loses? It's it's the same, man. I'm, I've been in this Chivas train for a long time. It's 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 made me miserable, John. That those ten year comments, those ten year comments are are you know you you. I came into Chivas and, and Chivas was the most winning team, you know, the most legendary. And and since I came right. in, I, I get to and, see. And who, and who won? Who won your title when you when you uh, when you first came in? Who who got you the title? Yes, Tuca, El Tucanazo. Okay. No, but but you know, since since being that that Chivas fans from that time, now I've I've seen like I've seen Toluca have, you know, dominant. You know, win win a couple Pachuca, of titles. Pachuca was dominant. Yeah, and and um, Pumas, of course, they did the back to back. They going so you know, and then for Chivas, it was just ten year comets. You know, one championship every ten years. Uh, if it wasn't for Copa MX, we we would still be dry. Um, nothing at the nothing at the Concacaf level, and. We did have those two really good Copa Libertadores, but nothing really came out of it. So it's it's been pretty disappointing for like twenty plus years, John. Twenty twenty years of misery. Yeah, man. That's <laughs> no, ni merda. That's like you. That's like you had that one little kid who you thought you know you had your son and and you thought they were going to. <laughs> you thought they were gonna make something with their lives, and now, now that they, you know, they live in the basement and just get drunk. <laughs> My advice to you: start drinking heavily. I meant to play that for, uh, for 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 Dan today, and I totally forgot. That would have been a good one. I'd start writing stuff. <laughs> All right. Well, I I also believe that uh, that Chivas is going to uh, is is going to win in, in advance. So I just I just I can't I can't see Atlas making it uh, making it past. I just I just can't because I just I I know I know Atlas too well. <laughs> I've seen it I've seen it too many times. So. Yeah, they they like Cruz Azul. You know what we should do if if, if for they're some the, the real reason, reason. yes they are if for some fluky reason uh, which of course now means it's going to happen if if Atlas does win we should have we should have a mystery a mystery because I don't think Atlas fans really want to identify themselves as Atlas fans <laughs> so we'll but, have we'll have a, a mystery uh, a mystery Atlas fan on, to, on to me to me John Atlas is is the bane to Cruz Azul's Batman. From, from the movie when Batman tries to turn off the lights 
So you could right. have a fighting chance. And then it's like, you just adopted this, but I was born in it. Right. Absolutely. Maybe that's how uh, Carlos Fierro should come out and play. Well, he should wear the little Bane, the little Bane mask while he's playing. <laughs> hey, you know what the uh, money final? Tigres, I don't know. If, Tigres and Chivas. Okay, so let's 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 let, let's talk about that. So, okay, so we say we say well, yeah. If uh, we say if, if Cholos, we said Cholos, Chivas. And then, of course, uh, Santos and, uh, I'm sorry, Toluca and Tigres. So that was the way it would make it Tigres, Cholos, and then Chivas, Toluca would be the, would be the semifinals. And if, uh, if, if Monterrey, for whatever reason, pulls it out, then it will be uh, Cholos, Chivas. I'm sorry, I know, because Chivas is Chivas three or six? They're three, right? Yeah. Yeah, so they would still play they would still play uh It's not it's all goat okay. dreams though. It's all goat dreams. Metal metal uh I agree with Metal. He says that if Atlas parks the bus, US isn't gonna go through. That's pretty much like US national team. <laughs> The uh the, the, the chatter hoel is not very Chivas positive. They're uh, they all seem to think that Chivas is gonna is gonna crash out. Yeah, well, I don't blame them. I mean I don't blame them. I said it earlier. Chivas is about a month without being able to score a goal. In, in the run of play there, the one goal came on a penalty kick, dubious one at that. So, you know, count that with, with their string of injuries and, and yeah, that's a good recipe for it. You know what it sounds like to me? It sounds like it's time, it's time for Chivas to wake up. <laughs> I mean, it's again, and that's the other thing is, 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 is like, is like they have, they have the tonic right in front of them, which is, uh, which is Atlas. I mean, let's face it. That's you know, <laughs> they, they couldn't have asked for a better team to to, to get <laughs> things right. going against. So that I mean, and and, and that's why I think it's going to happen. But again, if it doesn't, we will we will have a we will have a closet Atlas fan on with us next week. If yeah, and, and if Atlas would have gotten that, because if Atlas would have gotten that second goal, then I would have I would have just you know at that point you know you could turn off the lights. But they seem to have settled for defending that one goal lead. So the first time America won uh, a title in the Facebook era, my timeline just lit up yellow. I mean, I was like, I had no idea. I had so many, you know, Facebook friends that were that were Americanistas. They just, just you know, they never talked about it. All of a sudden, oh, all of a sudden, hey, look, 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 what we just won. I've never seen that with Atlas, you know. In, 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 in the Facebook era. No one gets excited when Atlas wins. At least not, not on my timeline. Jorge, do you have any Rojinegro fans that you can just uh, relentlessly 
abuse after after games like this there in LA? No, never, never, never met one. You've never met a, a rojinegro like ever in LA? They just they don't they don't exist. Nope. I mean, if if they are, they don't admit it. You, you know That's how when the, you know when when the team wins or they have a really good, you start seeing jerseys everywhere. Right. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't even see those. I don't even see. Well, them. I mean, the thing is, is Atlas has never won, so no, you know, you know, like how how on earth would you ever celebrate them winning? I have to go back to '97 when I saw a couple of jerseys. You know, that's when when they they had that that pretty decent Libertadores run. They were playing pretty good, and and they made the final. But man, that's that's you know. You know, I think the uh, the sorting sombrero. Twenty years I think, ago. Uh, put 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 put. Put Atlas on one of our one of our fellow Liga MX English guys. Oh yeah, but I don't know if they want to be identified as. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, they work on the other side of that. (laughs) Well, it was funny because I was watching Univision. uh, I think it was the 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 Santos game, the second half, and like toward the end of it, they asked. Perro, you know, they ask him, you know, who's going to win the, you know, the tie, and, he, and you know, he gives him. And the last one they ask him is Chivas Atlas. He's like, he's like, what are you doing to me? Of course, I'm going to say Atlas. It was pretty funny. <laughs> so, you know, there's nothing wrong with being identified. I mean, I'm a, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a Puma fan through and through. I mean, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to try and hide that. You know, I know you're a Chivista, Joel. You're a, you're a Chivista and a Chapista. Yes, sir. That would, that, that, that would make you a, a, a chichepista. You know, Chiquis is a Pumas fan and a Tigres fan and any other cat that you know, whatever, 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 whatever remaining cats are in, that he'll happily root for them. Chavos, I have to get going. Macaulay the no night right here. It. Well, it's probably a good time for us to end the show as well. It's uh, it's been a lot of fun. Nice. Uh, uh, thanks to everyone on the chat as well. Oh, see, see, this is what we like. To so Atlas back in the mid '80s was was an awesome team. So it's been 30 years since since Atlas was 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 good. 30 years. Think about that. Even 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 Cruz Azul has been better than that in the 30 years. That's not saying much, but there you have it. Chiquis, a pleasure. Hey man, been fun. Here's yeah, a party. Here's a clip, an ending clip. <laughs> there, there, there. Couldn't have said any better myself. And again, we do apologize for starting late. That was uh, an unforeseen operator error on my part, and that I, that I do uh, apologize for. We'll try and get it going at nine thirty sharp, like we uh, like we plan every every week on Thursdays. So, do apologize for that, folks. But again, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, we are the Cantina Mickey's podcast. You can listen to us live every Thursdays at 9.30 Central on YouTube or download this podcast in our previous editions from your iPhone or Google Play. Thank you very much. We'll talk to you all later.